0: You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. Welcome back.
1: Усі українці світу стараються зробити все можливе і неможливе для своїх рідних, для своєї батьківщини, для того, щоб підтримати українську армію, українських захисників, українських людей і навіть людей, які тікають через кордон в інші країни у пошуках безпечного місця. Усі-усі стараються зробити щось корисне, щось добре, надати допомогу, зробити все можливе. Ось навіть вчора, друга година ночі, але я дивлюся, сидять в інтернеті люди, спілкуються, шукають варіанти купити медичні засоби, купити засоби захисту. Спілкуються про те, яку допомогу надати біженцям. І практично кожен із нас не може спокійно ночі спати, вже немає таких розваг, як раніше було. Ось вільний час і навіть... Весь персональний час часто йде на на те, щоб зробити і надати найбільшу допомогу, яка тільки можлива. Причому зробити це дуже швидко, дуже ефективно. І сьогодні у нашій передачі буде багато людей, які будуть розповідати про їхні варіанти допомоги, про те, що можна зробити, що вони планують ще зробити in our show. I invite many people who will tell about their ideas, about their help. And uh, it's not only Ukrainians, that's all people, local people I know in Canada and uh, on Vancouver Island, in Vancouver, of course, uh, local communities, indigenous communities. And if you have any questions, please let us know. We will provide more information, more contacts, guest in today's show is uh, Elizabeth Nanko. Uh, she is a newcomer and she just been here on the island a couple of months. She has shown great leadership skills. She organized uh, two markets uh, to support for support uh, Ukraine and um, she will tell us about this markets. This markets will continue every Sunday at Ukrainian Culture Center, uh, which is uh, it's located in Victoria, Douglas Street. Uh, please
2: welcome, Elizabeth. Uh, hello, Oksana. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Elisaveta. I'm uh, Ukrainian. I have been living in Victoria, actually, uh, a year and a half. Uh-huh. Ah, not a <laughs> couple months. Uh, just not a couple of months, yeah. Just, I, I know I, you a couple of months, okay. Last year, I left uh, to Ukraine for five months, but then I came back. And general, you know, it's like a year and a half. Um, I've been in Canada for a little over two years. Uh, I would like to say about my um, about a little a little about Ukraine now. Uh, um, uh, my hometown is Brovary. It's uh, 12 kilometers from Kiev. And now uh, the people of my city are repealing attacks by the Russian army. They are hiding in bomb shelters and they also volunteer to help people in need. Um, The situation in all cities and villages of Ukraine is very difficult. Um, Residents of many Residents of many towns and villages have become hostages of the Russian military and don't have safe access from their cities. Many green corridors for civilians are being shooted by the Russian military in many cities and villages. Russian soldiers don't allow the humani- humanitarian aid, despite the fact that the food uh, in their cities has run out. Uh, it's it's all terrifying, but we have not tried to side idle. Ukrainian volunteers are doing everything possible to provide food and basic necessaries to uh, to those uh, to those settlements. There, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry for my. Um, so, like Ukrainian volunteers trying to, to do their best to provide the necessaries and uh, food to people who need that, and they uh, in. Um, Settlements where there is at least some opportunities to reach, uh, despite the dangers to their own lives. Uh, We believe that our army is doing everything possible to liberate the towns and villages uh, uh, whose inhabitants have become hostages of Russian army. We believe the situation will change soon and our people will be safe. But now Ukrainians, Ukrainians around the whole world are doing everything possible to help Ukraine. The Ukrainian community in Victoria holds weekly charity markets and donates the funds uh, sent to volunteers in different parts of Ukraine so they can help people in need. Uh, we already made two markets and it, it was really success and we really appreciate Canadians uh, they for their support, and they come into, to our rallies and to our markets uh, to show uh, that they stand with Ukraine. Next Sunday, on March 20, at 12.30 p.m., uh, we are holding a bake sale at Ukrainian Culture Center. It's um, 3277 Douglas Street, uh, You can find uh, information about the market on the page of Ukrainian Canadian Congress Victoria Branch and on the page of Ukrainian Culture Center in Victoria. Uh, We are are going to provide a variety of pastries and Ukrainian food. Uh, You will find classic Ukrainian pies with sweets and savory uh, fillings, cakes, cookies, pierogies, cabbage rolls, borscht and much more prepared by by members of Ukrainian community and caring Canadians who support us. Also, our local volunteers prepared many handcrafts and products with uh, Ukrainian symbols to support Ukraine. Uh, and we are very grateful to everyone for supports we receive here. Uh, every every word of support, every yellow and blue, blue ribbons on your clothes, every yellow and blue flag in your window—it helps us to stay strong. Um, please come to our bake sale uh, to Ukrainian Culture Center. Um, on March twenty at twelve thirty, we'll be happy to see everyone. We will be happy to uh, share our culture with you. Yes,
1: thank you. Yes, 12, 12.30 <laughs> on Sunday. The Sunday next Sunday will be two, I think, the same time. Uh, if uh, you want to know exact time, please follow for us on Facebook page Ukrainians in Victoria and also it will be uh, listed as
2: event on events uh, list yes and we have yes. Uh, we and have yeah. uh, bake Self, ukrainian charity market mm-hmm. you can find this on facebook or you can visit uh, a page of ukrainian culture center and also found this event on their page
1: yes you are full of ideas and uh, i i saw this first market people were did on their own but next market, you uh, organized group and everyone spread the ideas and the ideas just like growing like, I would say, mushrooms after rain. Yeah, so the, you're expecting-
2: uh, Ukrainians oh. are very, very, very active and they want to help um they want to do their uh, everything what they can do, uh, and um, they preparing the food. They uh, sewing a flags. They sew in like uh, they making a toys. There are incredible toys that our Ukrainians goes to making, and um, you can find this uh, on our uh, market. And uh, also, I know some Canadians uh, came to Ukrainian culture center and they want to donate some. Um, food they're going to prepare it for uh, for our market too and uh-huh. it's very uh-huh. nice it's it's so nice like i'm so happy that the people are so incredible oh, that's, oh my that's god
1: really <laughs> great to hear and this part i heard about uh, one woman she said she sold everything what she baked hours she worked so hard and she sold just for 15 minutes so she said it was line of people waiting to buy her baking things and it was so so inspiring and yeah last
2: weekend yeah. the sold out food was uh, really fast like the people like i know that ukrainian food is really good and not everyone knows that and uh, we'll, we'll do more food for this market, uh, just to um, to serve everyone who wants to to try our uh, our national food. Also, you invite uh, musicians. Tell a little bit
1: about this. Yeah, our like, uh, yeah, one we have an incredible girl, uh,
2: girl, incredible woman, yeah. Tatiana, uh-huh. She's playing violin, and she she uh, she's a teacher, and uh, she's staying with us every. Um, Every rally, every market, and uh, you can join her music this weekend.
1: And these small two girls who can compete even with
2: Tatiana, right? Oh, yeah. um, It's her pupils, uh, people. unfortunately they cannot came on uh, this sunday but last su- sunday they did the great job we appreciate them and uh, they donate all money uh, which they get, got uh, for ukrainians that's
1: yes if you want if you want just come and see how it is just please please come and enjoy the music and enjoy cookies oh that was incredible everything And, uh, of course, a lot of uh, things.
2: I saw very beautiful bags and t-shirts. Yeah, we're going to make more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. in prods now. Yes, and I also talked
1: with other people about their ideas. I hope next market, or maybe in two times, in two weeks, will be even more huge, huge market, because people will have time to prepare. Okay, so stay. Please connect contact with uh, us with Elizaveta and Ukrainians in Victoria.
2: What else? Uh, the good way to find uh, find you. Um, I just um, think uh, if you want to send message direct, you can send message to Ukrainian Culture Center. If you have any possibilities or um, to want volunteering. Um, uh, it's good. It's it's good way to contact Ukrainian Culture Center, and we will find what, can, what, what like how we can um, communicate and what, what we have we can do together. I just talked
1: uh, with Andrei Fabrikov, uh like in previous interview, and we mentioned website uh, UkraineHelpVi.ca. Are mm-hmm. uh, there information about markets?
2: Um, uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't know yet. To just place this market today morning to like for event on Facebook, uh-huh. probably it will be there today. Okay.
1: Okay. So I would just suggest you to put this information about Sunday's market uh, on that page. Yeah. Sure. On this Great website. Idea, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because I all, every, I tell everyone about this website. And the information will be very, very helpful. This is Sunday. This is beautiful. And spring and people coming to Victoria, why not to come to the market, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. The weather is beautiful. And uh, even it's, uh, if it's going to be a little raining, we have a nice space inside of Ukrainian Culture Center. Inside. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everyone welcome to come. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. And, okay, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for your great work. First of all, yes, for organizing. organizing is the main things now. Thank you for that. Thank you for your great ideas, just like spreading like like spring. And uh, for inviting more and more people
2: and stay in touch. Thank you, Oksana, for the invitation. I'm happy to share information about our market and your radio. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. See you on Sunday. See you on Sunday, yes. All Ukrainian community
1: help uh, to collect money and other, other different helps uh, on Vancouver Island. And today we have Andrei Fabrikov, UCC board member. And uh, Andrei will tell us about program for refugees.
3: Hello, Oksana. Uh, nice to hear you.
1: Yes, please tell about a uh, little bit about Ukrainian Culture Center and Ukrainian Canadian Ukrainian Congress, and what they plan to do on the island.
3: Well, of course, that war uh, happened unexpectedly. You can never expect such events uh, in your life, and you can never be prepared. And uh, we're trying our best um, to help uh, to local community members as well. We're trying to be ready for potential incoming waves of the migrants and refugees who's looking for the shelter and safety. Uh, so, as we mentioned before, Ukrainian Culture Center, they're doing a lot of different fundraising programs and collecting money to send abroad to Ukraine and to collect money for potential refugees here uh, to buy first necessities uh, for their purposes. Uh, for example, um, myself, uh, unexpectedly, I decided to, to volunteer to create a database for accommodation for the refugees because uh, we had so many questions and proposals from local um people from all around Vancouver Island, including Gulf Islands, and sometimes even from mainland, and we had even one request from Quebec, that people are ready to provide their accommodation and provide some shelter uh, to people in need. So what I'm doing right now, I'm creating a database uh, with the list of the people who is ready to accommodate and they're saying, we can accept so many people and we have such conditions. So, for example, we have pets or we can accept pets. We, we can accept people with kids or here is our, like, um, rules and policies. And I've been already contacted by some Ukrainians who is in Europe now, in Poland or Moldova or Romania, and for from some Ukrainians who are still in Ukraine and trying to make their way to the border and cross the border, and they're looking for assistance and i'm already trying to connect some people with these volunteers who is very helpful and um, providing their assistance
1: and uh, if people have different questions about like uh, filling the forms or looking for place the best way is to ask you
3: um, yeah, probably me or they just can visit that uh, website which we recently created for that purpose. It's called uh, Island.CA uh, where they can fill out the form and um, there are two types of forms. One is for providing accommodation and another one to provide volunteer service, any type like translation or just administrative work or fundraising and so on. So probably it will be better to visit the website and uh, leave your contacts over there. And, uh, if um, we will have a match, we will definitely contact you.
1: For people abroad, like in Poland, you mentioned, if they looking for place to stay, if they think about Vancouver Island, they're probably the best way is to go to ukrainians to group facebook group ukrainians in victoria and ask you do you provide any tag
3: um no i don't provide any tag but uh i'm periodically updating that information uh, on the facebook page and i know that some people start already sharing my email across uh, I would say whole internet. Sometimes I'm getting messages from people in Ukraine and saying like, "Oh, your contact was provided me by that person." And I'm saying, "Well, it's good that you have my contact, but I don't know who that person is." But I'm gladly to, I'm gladly right, uh, ready to help you.
1: Oh, that's great! Thank you so much. So everyone who is listening to us, and especially for people who live on Vancouver Island please go to ukrainehelpvi.ca. This website provides all information and forms for everyone who wants to help. And especially if you go to the page Refugee, you can find the information about uh, possible help. You can provide place. You can provide different help like driving, translation, like Andre mentioned.
3: Yeah, absolutely correct. Also, uh, I can add that some people have been contacting me about um, donations uh, and they are looking for some reliable sources uh, where they can connect, can donate money. We also have, a, uh, I mean, on the same webpage, we have a special, um, a special uh, link uh, where you can find different um, uh, charity organizations and if you feel you want to help uh, to like kids and mothers uh, there is like another one charity if you want to help army there is another one there like you can you can choose whatever you feel by your heart
1: and the question if people want to help with things for, for displaced for newcomers from ukraine um do they have to bring the things to ukrainian center or uh, there is another place,
3: uh, or better well, to keep it
1: home and wait for for request.
3: Uh, yeah, I would say that better keep it at home for now, uh, because when we will have a next uh, committee meeting, uh, we will try to discuss that. And because, like, if everyone will start bringing some clothes and um, other items to the Ukrainian culture center, probably we don't have place to store it. Uh, but I know that uh, somebody volunteered, some company, storage company volunteered about that. And uh, we'll try to contact them and see if they can accept these donations. But right now, I would suggest that uh, keep it at your place for now. And um, we may expect first pay of the refugees maybe by beginning of April. So maybe at that time, we will call everyone and we will need all hands on the deck.
1: Oh, that's great. Another question, Uh, we call these people refugees, but this status is not a refugee like uh, we had for Syrians and people from Afghanistan. Can you explain what uh, the status will be for the people who will come? I would uh, write the name "temporary displaced. Can you explain Uh, what, what is this?
3: Yeah, Oksana, probably you're right. I mean, like, maybe it's incorrect to call them refugees for now. I mean, it's just, like, general term which we are using, but uh, probably, like, temporary displaced persons, uh, that would be a more precise description of the situation. Because I know that some people, they're looking to come to Canada just, like, for a couple of months, and they are thinking of coming back. And some people, I know, they want to stay. So probably you describing that better and i would say let's wait uh, by the end of the week i hope that the government of canada and ircc will give correct naming or correct description of that case
1: mm-hmm. so what help people uh, who will come people who will come will expect from government
3: um it's difficult to say right now. Again, like let's wait to end of the week because like there are so many rumors and so many um, approximations of what what they can expect. But we can't promise anything right now because some people thinking that they will come to Canada and they will be supported by the government immediately, and like government will give them a lot of money. But we we can't confirm. We don't know details here.
1: So mostly people will have will rely on themselves. Will rely on uh, us, like uh, we have to. Uh, the best if you cannot support with housing, right? You can support this looking for possible job for them.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was um, one of the discussions from official release, which was uh, presented last. Uh, um, Like a week and a half back. So uh, there were negotiations that, not negotiations, but description. They described that probably there will be like open work permit. And in that case, people can work and support themselves.
1: Will they have medical insurance? Do you know that? (sighs)
3: Again, I, I can tell on behalf of the government. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to wait till the end of the week. I hope that they will have.
1: March 17th,
3: that will be a March 17, right? Uh, well, yeah, a preliminary date March, March 17th, but, you know, there are sometimes maybe some delays, so hopefully it will be on March 17th.
1: Let's wait till March 17th and we will provide more information then. It's Thank fine. you, Andrei, for this information. Uh, it was uh, Andrei Fabrikov, From UCC and uh, from Ukrainian Cultural Center. For more information, please go to uh, website www.ukrainehelpvi.ca. Also, you can find uh, a lot of uh, answers on Facebook page Ukrainians in Victoria.
3: Thank you, Oksana.
1: Ви слухаєте наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Наймо. І з вами Оксана і Павлина.
0: You're listening to Dash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo with your hosts Oxana and me, Pavlina.
3: В той день Коли закінчиться
4: війна
5: І хлопці змучені Повернуться додому Впаде на землю Мамина сльоза За тими Хто не вернеться Ніколи Ми пригадаємо я горі Майдан крізь чорний дим Михайлівського дзвони,
0: кров наших побратимів
5: на щитах, із кулями смертельні перегони. Не сумуй, коли мене нема. хай мики борив геройів України Донецько лето руїни і ти хто там поклав своє
6: Та не мир і тишина У нашій ворогом
3: країні Хай пролунає слава Україні В той день, коли закінчиться війна
5: Uh,
1: Not only all Ukrainian community help, but other people uh, all around British Columbia join to help. They even create their own local groups and uh, they uh, work with different organizations. They volunteer for different organizations, the main is uh, Maple Hope Foundation in Vancouver. And even people who are not in Ukrainian communities, they already contact with them. Uh, One of this group based in Vancouver and the organizer is Tanya Urban. I met Tanya on Facebook uh, maybe last fall when we all together tried to support her idea to help uh, people who suffered from flooding in Chilivac and mainland. And after that, I I would say, thank uh, Tanya too much because she works too hard. Uh, Tanya lives Tanya Urban lives in Vancouver. She is a very successful businesswoman and uh, she are, has great leadership skills. If you want to uh, work with her, uh, you can find her on Facebook, Tanya Urban. And also... Um, She will introduce now about her idea and about the group who work with her. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Oksana. Yes, a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Uh, um, I've been here for 20 years. Canada is my home. Vancouver is my home. When the war started... First day, I was confused. I think my my brain could not accept it. I I was very frustrated. I, I think I, I just couldn't believe that it happened. Then the idea was to do something, to do something even to occupy myself. I didn't know what to do, so we... The idea was because there was a meeting in Vancouver, let's make flags. And I gathered some friends. Um, we We collected money. We decided to buy fabric and just give flags for free. And when we met to buy fabrics, there were two guys. They are my friends. They are men. And I saw their eyes. I I will never forget it. Those two men who just a week prior to the war, they were happy. They went hiking. They, we joked. I saw their eyes full of pain, full of worry. And that was the moment when I realized because... I have a group on Facebook, it's almost 11,000 people that I cannot stay aside. I have influence and I, I have no right not to lead these days. I decided to take this responsibility and do something to help the army and to help people flee in
1: the war oh i am almost like crying listen you oh yes uh, i think people it's it's uh from like ukrainians uh, we suffer because we see our relatives our friends our country in so bad situation and uh For listening from people who are not Ukrainians, listen these hurtful words. It makes us uh, feeling me especially feeling like crying and thankful because like huge, huge, huge support from other people really make good background feeling gives us feeling more like strong. Gives us feeling we are not alone with this problem. And uh, I would like to say too much thanks for the. This community who are uh, not Ukrainians and probably even didn't think never about uh, something in Ukraine. Uh, not Tanya probably thought because Tanya uh, from from Belarus and uh, yeah, yes, confused. recently recently they suffered, the country suffering people suffered from the murders too, and uh, that pain still probably stay with with them. And now they decided to support Ukraine to uh, do all different actions uh, uh, to raise money, like fundraising mostly, right?
6: Most, uh, we work in different directions. Mm-hmm. It's uh, fundraising, we are selling and uh, selling flags by the nation. And um, talking about support, m- m- may may I talk about a source of support that I, I still need time to process how great it is. It's um, like you mentioned that my group helped uh, people during the flight and you mentioned Chilliwack, that's not really correct. We mostly helped people in Boston Bar and Lytton Mm
1: -hmm. area. Mm -hmm, mm No, that's just I said yes, Chilevat
6: because people probably yeah,
1: they, like um, famous with the name and easy can connect uh, with the situation was what was in November, last November.
6: The first support, uh-huh. financial support, came from a native family whom we helped during the flood. Uh, we gave them some money to establish their life because they They suffered not only the flood, but before that, their house got burned during, uh, got burned when a fire happened in Lytton. Mm -hmm. So imagine people like that. The winter they spent at the campground, like someone just let them live there for free. Now um, it's time to move out because the campground will be used for tourists. Like They have no furniture. They have nothing. And they gave us back half of the money that we gave gave them. Uh, We are talking about $3,000, which was huge. And then something else happened. That lady... Called me and I, I honestly couldn't figure out what she was talking about. She was asking me where to donate, and I told her, "What are you talking about? You have nowhere to live. You have, you you can hardly manage your life." And uh, apparently, that's that's in their culture that they they couldn't they couldn't do nothing when others are in pain so what they're doing right now they are bidding uh they bidding i I mean crafts they're selling um they're selling these items and they give money to maple hope foundation
1: wow this is so heartful
6: for me, I still need to process mm-hmm. this, that people mm-hmm. who can hardly manage their own life financially—they suffered from the fire, they suffered from the flood—and now they're helping us. Uh, it's, I think, it's unbelievably amazing. Yes, Absolutely. and Absolutely. and they also praying for Ukraine. Mm-hmm they uh they have their own ceremonies they are praying their way for ukraine yes
1: yes the similar we had uh, here in duncan last saturday the indigenous people create ceremony and pray on the main place like big big place open space they might circle and pray the what they pray for for people for peace for life it was it was so touchable thank you tanya for leading your group for organizing uh, you do much more than even you think you do uh, because uh, i saw how many people turned to uh, to you to see your great uh, leading great organizing the help and i hope they will do Unite much more and that you do a great job, actually. Thank you so much.
6: Uh, Oksana, thank you for your support. Um, We are together. We are together in these hard times.
1: One hour north of Victoria, there is a smallest town in Canada called Duncan. I live in this town. It's really very, very small like, compared to Ukrainian villages, compared, like, like a village, maybe. And uh, there are only two Ukrainian families. We, uh, with help our friends, neighbors, and uh, with great help on local communities, organized, we organized Walk for Peace, uh, for raise attention to Ukrainian problems, to raise attention to the peace in the world in general because we have a lot of refugees here in this area we have refugees from syria from afghanistan many many people understand how hard is war how big problem big destruction destruction makes someone decision to to open the conflict to open the fire in other country uh, this median attract many Canadians. They all come to our to our tables, talk with us and uh, I will bring some of the awards for our show and this is wor- warm words with great support. I'm very thankful all who came to this walk and who support us. Thank you for that.
5: Hello, my name is Anna Pavon. I'm living in the Cowichan Valley and working with Vancouver Island Counseling Center for Immigrants and Refugees and we have been trying to do our best to respond to the crisis that we are living right now and in this sense trying to learn about the needs of the community and how to work together with like-minded organizations with the Ukrainian communities and, and their members in order to support their emotional health and in, in other ways that we can, that we can help. This is a really traumatic situation for all of us. We, we feel the pain of the world. I mean the, the terrible things are happening and this is something that uh, and this recent uh, situation in Ukraine I think is, is even making ma- more evident this pain it, because the world is like we are a human family. It's, we are like a body. If one of the parts of this body is hurt, the rest of the body is going to feel the pain. And when we feel pain, what do we do? We try to find a remedy. And in this case, the remedy is a stop. Words that has no sense and are not benefit uh, are f- not for the benefit of anyone. Sorry, I'm getting emotional right now. Just feeling and in, and. In, the the horror of the emotions and also the the stories the narratives we listen as counselors working at at vicar we don't want that for anyone for anyone there is so much beauty in this world there is so much to build to construct together for peace for the betterment of this community for the betterment of the world there is where we should put our efforts Please stop words that has no sense. Stop to hurt our brothers and sisters in any corner of the planet and in Ukraine. You can connect with Vicar, calling to our phone number or looking at our website, www.vancouverislandvircc.org. You will see there our phone number, and you can always send a, an email to info Vancouver Island Counseling Center, dot
4: My name is Michelle, and I'm here at the mound in Duncan at a peace rally for Ukraine. Oh, um, how do I feel? Well, the last two weeks I've felt very. Um, overwhelmed and sad seeing these images and uh, seeing these cars lined up at a border I worked in a refugee camp for a year so picturing what's on the other side of those borders and the war waging on and at the same and i wanted to do something and at the same time I uh, watched the people of Ukraine mount this resistance everyday citizens and I try to put myself in their shoes and it, it's unfathomable. However you, my friend Oksana, who are interviewing me walk in the snow in your bare feet and you have that spirit in you, that spirit that enlivens us all and brings us all together and uh, in it, amidst all of this I'm, this sadness and hopelessness I'm also encouraged by the dauntless spirit of people like you and the vibrancy. And I know that's what your nation is comprised of. Um, Can we hold both? Can we hold that horrible things are happening and the nation is strong and beautiful and brave? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't really, I can't articulate. This is just all very sad and I'm glad to have something proactive that I can do. And... To, to support and send my love and wishes for peace.
7: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Ukraine. This is Joanne Circle. I'm the daughter of Shia Moishe Zirkel, Jack Morris Circle, who lived in a small shtetl, Bereshnitz. Once it was Poland, then it was Russia, then it was Poland, and then it was Ukraine. I love you all. There are no words but love. And thank you so much for being who you are.
0: Welcome to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English.
7: In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing The Battle for Ukrainian, a Comparative Perspective, edited by Michael S. Flyer and Andrea Graziosi. The Battle for Ukrainian, a Comparative Perspective, published by the Ukrainian Research Institute at Harvard University outlines the difficult history of the Ukrainian language. In June 2014, the Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute organized a conference to commemorate the 150th anniversary of the 1863 Valuev Circular, which repressed the use of Ukrainian in the Russian Empire. This volume is a compilation of the conference papers dealing with the linguistics, history, and politics of the Ukrainian language question. Little did the conference organizers know, but in the very same year of 2014, Russia would once again violate Ukraine's right to exist by annexing Crimea and supporting an insurgency in Eastern Ukraine. In 2022, in 2022 Russia would use Russian language rights as an excuse to invade Ukraine. In the introduction, the editors provide an overview of the history of the battle for Ukrainian. The value of Circular of 1863 and the more brutal M's decree of 1876 were the tools used by the imperial Russian government to destroy Ukrainian language evolution. The Russian Ministry of Internal Affairs was headed by Petr His goal was to contain Ukrainian literature, to prevent its expansion, and to deny the common people access to Ukrainian literature. He believed that Ukrainian activists could use the increasing prominence of the Ukrainian language as a symbolic flag representing an independent Ukraine of the future. These decrees may have slowed the development of Ukrainian publications but they were not destroyed. Meanwhile, in the western part of Ukraine, under the Austro-Hungarian Empire, Ruthenian, or the Prostamova, of the common people was permitted in schools and local government, while Polish and German dominated higher education. New Ukrainian writers were also starting to speak out, such as Tarashevchenko, Lesha Ukrainka, and Ivan Franko. During the Soviet era, the Ukrainian National Republic of 1918-19 spurred on the further development of the Ukrainian language. This progress ended with Stalin's brutal collectivization and the Holodomor of, of the 1930s. This was a campaign to destroy the Ukrainian intellectual elite and to russify the nation. It was not until 1989 that the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic passed a law which made Ukrainian the official state language. However, Russian continued to dominate as a language of commerce. Despite the revival of the Ukrainian language during the Orange Revolution, Viktor Yanukovych passed a law to elevate Russian to official language status once again. His removal from office in 2014 marked a return to Ukrainian as the only official language. In the same year, Vladimir Putin declared that he wanted to protect Russian-speaking Ukrainians by annexing Crimea and invading Donetsk and Luhansk in eastern Ukraine. Subsequent chapters written by linguists, historians, literary specialists, and political scientists outlined the development of the Ukrainian language. There are articles about the Russian Empire, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Russian Revolution, the World Wars, the post-war Soviet era, the Orange Revolution, and modern-day Ukraine. The case studies of language politics in Canada, India, and the former Yugoslavia all provide perspective on how languages can impact culture and identity through their growth or repression. All of the experts share a common focus on the importance of Ukrainian ethnic and cultural identity, distinguishing itself from the multiple imperial settings in which it was placed, whether in the Polish and Austrian Catholic West, the Russian Orthodox East, or the Ottoman Muslim South. This book will appeal to a variety of readers interested in Ukraine's history comparative linguistics, international politics, and Russian aggression. The dense but well-written articles are thoroughly researched. Academics will appreciate the detailed footnotes. The battle for Ukrainian has been a struggle against various imperial oppressors who sought to suppress the cultural aspirations of the Ukrainian people. It is ironic that Russia invaded Ukraine in 2022 under the false pretext that Ukraine's Russian-speaking citizens were being denied their language rights. In this book, readers will discover that Russia forcefully denied Ukrainians their language rights for hundreds of years. Democracy is too high an ideal to be dependent on linguistic determinism. People speaking different languages should be able to live together, while being loyal to one state. Michael S. Flyer is the Alexander Potabny Professor of Ukrainian Philology at Harvard University. He teaches courses on Slavic linguistics and culture. He has a PhD in linguistics from the University of California at Berkeley. He has published numerous articles on Slavic linguistics and culture. Andrea Graziosi is Professor of Modern History at the University of Naples Federico II and a past president of the Italian Society for the Study of Contemporary History. He is a fellow of Harvard's Ukrainian Research Institute and the Davis Center for Russian and Eurasian Studies. His fields of expertise include the Holocaust and Modern History, In these turbulent times, the battle for Ukrainian has a powerful message for the international community about the importance of the Ukrainian language. A language is not only a means of communication, it is a collective identity. The Battle for Ukrainian, a Comparative Perspective, is available at Amazon and Harvard University Press.
0: Thanks, Myra! Join us again soon for another edition of Konishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nash Holo's Ukrainian Roots Radio. And with that, we come to the end of this week's show. Please join Oksana Popereznik next week at 11 a.m. for another edition of Nash Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. In between broadcasts, please visit our Facebook page and our website www.nashholos.com.
1: До зустрічі наступної середи о цій же годині, 11 ранку до першого дня. Нагадую, ви слухали наш голос Радіо Українського коріння на хвилі CHLY 101.7 у місті Наймо. З вами цю годину була я, Оксана Побережник. Будьте здорови.
4: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Just hit the link in the show description to support
1: now.